The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Like many people in Myanmar, the boys weren't usually political before the protest. But what they saw in the streets changed them. This wasn't about a minor disagreement between two parties. It was about fighting for the right to live their lives without a boot on their necks. The 2021 election had delivered victory to Aung San Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy and delivered a resounding vote of no confidence in the political arm of the Tatmadaw, the nation's military. It's worth noting here that yes, we are compressing some complex things. The elections weren't perfect, and people in areas that were largely non-Burman tend not to support the NLD. The NLD had failed to prevent a genocide. But in a country that was well accustomed to harsh military rule, there remained a better option than a military which saw ruling as its right and its soldiers as separate from the citizens. So, when the military lost a record number of seats, everyone knew what would happen next. The same thing that happened in 1988. The same thing that always happened when the people came a little too close to taking power from their military. So that happened on February 1st, 2021. And um, 
first few days, we didn't know what to do. We, I mean, we, we knew the military was going to make a coup because when the NLD won the election, that's what, that's how it started. Right. And then, and the military is saying that they, you know, they cheated. They, they like, I don't know how to say it. They like fucked up the votes and, you know, they make themselves win. It wasn't true. I mean, the military was not going to win at all. Like it was because like I said, there were changes, you know, people saw those changes and, and, People were saying, yes, if she had one more, you know, like four more years, five more years, she could make a real difference. Those first few days of protest, everyone says, felt hopeful. Just like our protagonists and Zor, who we met in a previous episode, thousands of young people ran into the streets and found solidarity in the simple politics of fuck that guy. There were so many people, man. It's insane. Yeah. So in Yawadi, there was, I think, 200,000 people that day. The marches got bigger every day, and it seemed like nothing could stop them. Briefly, Western news organizations published stories, and everyone hoped that the UN or the US or the EU would show up and the Tatmadaw would be dealt with once and for all. Yeah. I was trying to film, but then one of the guys pointed the gun at me, and I was like, Ugh. But none of that happened. The story stopped. The West never sent a single bullet or soldier, and the Tatmadaw deployed thousands. Even after a year, all the boys remember the first time they saw the force of the state turned against them. Even before he got out of the border town of Mayawadi, Andy saw the Tatmadaw begin to fight back against the movement that had grown up to oppose them. It's a story we heard from everyone we spoke to. Once they began organizing, the cops started trying to infiltrate their groups. I think police and military started realizing that we are that group too. So then they started uh, trying to like track down. So there was one night where two of the guys almost got arrested and then they ran away. And then we were like, okay, they, they are kind of following us. Yeah, yeah. And so after a week, um, same thing happened. I was living, because I wasn't from Yawadi. They didn't know I was just like, a new face. So they didn't really know where I live or, you know. And I always like take like two, three taxi just to get to... And where I was you, staying. You're staying with like a friend or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. But is it the same place or are you like switching up? No, that was the same place, but it was out of town. Three of his friends got arrested. They're still in jail. Actually, in jail is the best case scenario because the Tatmadaw make a habit of executing captured activists. The stakes were life and death at every moment, and covering the movement on a daily basis took its toll on Andy and his brothers too. So my younger brother, um, they were in the capital city and that the first time the military killed someone, they were there. They were in the same protest. So they saw the whole thing and, um, you know, they were traumatized. And so I thought the second time I went back in, I thought, well, you know, like, it's better to bring them all together with me, like in the same place and we do it together than all of that spread out everywhere, you know. And like I say, my family's military kind of on the military side. So uh, they didn't like that my brothers were going out to protest. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to bring you guys. Um, and yeah, so we did all, uh, we did the Young protests protest together, six of us. They came face to face with the potential cost of their struggle. And they were in Nepido when that happened. The yeah. capital city of Myanmar. And it's, it's a military city. So it's very heavily controlled by the military. And the first time they went out to the protest, um, the military shoot people and... He Shit was, cheaper. yeah, he, there was like these trucks with the water cannons. Yeah. So he got hit by one and like he, 
he wasn't feeling well, so they took him to the ambulance. But then once he got in there, there was a guy without his eyes because they shot like bullets into him. Um, he was fucking traumatized with that, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. When Andy says Napiadaw is a military city, he isn't just saying it's a city like Colleen, Texas, or San Diego. Napiadaw is a city created out of nothing, starting in 2002 to be a capital for Myanmar. If you've seen it at all, it's probably in a TV show that mocks the totalitarian excess of building seven-lane motorways in a city that was, until recently, only populated by the people building it. Top Gear played car football on the empty freeways, and the TV show Dark Tourist also featured the city. Today, it is a real city with a real population, but everything about it was designed to reinforce authority. And yet, the boys and thousands of others took to the streets here, streets built to reinforce the power of the people they were fighting, to demand that the military listen to them. Andy shows us a picture of the man with his eyes shot out. It looks how you think it would. And it is worth noting that shooting people's eyes out is a time-honored international policing tactic. In 2020, U.S. cops shot more than 115 people in the face with less lethal munitions. 30 suffered permanent damage to their eyes. But in Myanmar, everything escalated several levels higher than that. Shooting out eyes wasn't radical violence for the Tatmadaw. They treated it more like stretching before a run. In one protest, the boys saw some drunk people tossing water bottles at the police. The police responded with live gunfire. When the police come forward, the people are, are turned to the back side. Mm-hmm. And, and they retreat. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's running. very uh, yeah. intense situation. Yeah. People are running. They also, the, some guys uh, throwing rocks back to the police. Yeah. yeah, that's when the police started shooting. Andy translated the next part for us. Uh, he so he was in the protest, yeah. and then uh, they started shooting, and he ran away. And but yeah. so, uh, but he was not in his neighborhood or in his area of the city. Yeah. he was somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So when they started running, he didn't have anywhere to go. And then someone, um, like stopped him at the house. They say, "Come in, come in," and he hid. But then I not him. So yeah, he hid in that house for like two hours until the shooting stopped. It wasn't until they got home that they realized the police had killed someone. In the early days of what became the revolution, people formed tight bonds and made radical commitments in the form of legal activity, while the Tatmadaw was still scrambling to counter the counter coup. Everyone felt the clampdown bite at a different time. It took longer than average for the cops to find Amira and her cadre of revolutionaries, but eventually that day came. It came as she and her friends were gathered in a tea shop preparing for an action. At that time, uh, on that day, they are trying to uh, protest mm-hmm. in a Sanjiang provenience. Yeah. Uh, so before the protest start, they gathering the people at the tea shop. Yeah. Uh, they sitting in the table with with her teams mm-hmm. uh, about including her five people mm-hmm. but uh, she have to go and uh, give the banner yeah to the other groups yeah uh, so she's leaving just about like uh, this match mm-hmm. and then then uh, the, the soldiers came into the tea shop and then arrested her teammates yeah. she's lucky 
yeah to escape it yeah yeah really narrow you know yeah 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 so did she leave immediately yeah yeah so that's how she came here okay because uh her teammates know where she lives her house and everything so she have no choice to stay in the Yangon, but that she stay organizing Mm-hmm. Her teams to the protests in the Yangon. From here. From yeah. here. Yeah. What did her parents think when she had to leave? So her parents told her, uh, the the survival is the first. Mm-hmm. So she can do whatever she wants, and I, but she have to be on her own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah. And then they 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 don't. They agree, uh, you know, like if if she, if she wants to leave, just leave. If if she say want to do the, you know, uh, protesting or whatever she wants, and uh, they not saying no to her. Yeah. Okay, but they're not supporting either. They're just sort of saying she's on her own. Yeah, she's on her own. Mm-hmm. That that's how uh, last night I I I told you guys that uh, she lost her inheritance, mm-hmm. uh, like. You know, she have to give up on everything. Mm-hmm. Well. Over in San Francisco, TK could see what was happening through his scouts on the ground and soldiers' posts on Facebook. He started to amass a huge amount of intel. He also knew where the underground groups and civil disobedience movement centers were in the cities. And when he saw the cops of the military coming for them, he was able to give them a heads up. So whenever we, we have, like, a, you know, a information about uh, from the... You know, some CDM soldiers, mm-hmm. some CDM police, and then they gave him the information hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got the information. Okay. So like, uh, okay, those guys are going to the, you know, let's say, okay, uh, this place, mm-hmm. and then within one hour. Yeah. So from that place, whoever living the underground mm-hmm. teams move out. Get out. Yeah, yeah nice. get out. Yeah. So 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 that kind of things. Uh, with with that, we save a lot of people too, yeah. and then we got arrested people too. But uh, we we also save people. Everyone we spoke to told us the same story. They went into the street thinking that if they made enough noise, the world would listen, and that the U.S. or the EU or the UN would defend democracy and evoke their responsibility to protect innocent people being gunned down in the street. To quote from the online publication The Diplomat, endorsed by all member states of the United Nations in 2005, R2P advances a potentially revolutionary idea that state sovereignty entails a responsibility for a government to protect its population from mass atrocity crimes and human rights violations. When a nation fails to exercise this responsibility, R2P grants the international community the legal warrant to intervene. The doctrine authorizes the use of a range of coercive tools, with military intervention as a last resort. People in Myanmar thought that if they were peaceful, civil, and respectable, the governments of the world would do the right thing. The governments of the world, however, didn't give a fuck. But yeah, so the protests are very, very peaceful. You know, it's, it's when you go into the protests, it's very peaceful, very organized, very, um, it's... They try to make it look so clean, so nice, because I guess... You know, no, it's, it was at the beginning, they were trying to get attention from the international community and they were hoping that someone will come in and say, 
you know, take down the military and put the, our government back. Yeah, a, a lot of people die. Just, like, there was a saying, like, to UN, you know, people were saying, how many, like, how many dead people do you need for you to take action, right? And there are people saying, I will, if you need one more, I'll be that person. I'll just fucking die. I'll just get killed by the military so that you will come in and fix it and change the situation in the country, right? Amira felt the same. She even organized a protest of 500 people displaying a map of the whole country on the river in Yangon. She called it a suicide mission, but she thought it would send a visible signal to the world and that it was worth risking her life to make the statement. At the time, uh, she, she, she didn't know anything about the politics, so she believed in an R2P because uh, uh, people are protesting peacefully, but the government take the action, so other countries are not going to wait and then see and then they're gonna take the actions about mm-hmm. that that's what she believed in and then she she decided to go uh, protesting peacefully to the end okay did she think that other countries united states whatever were gonna come in and intervene yeah yeah that, that that's what she yeah. thought like yeah. you know when the war see the government take the actions and the mm-hmm. government are uh, killing people mm-hmm. and then if they if the war knows, and then we, we can get a half from the, from the other countries. Where they did find support, within other countries in Asia fighting against dictatorship, they formed the so-called Milk Tea Alliance and drew on the example of Hong Kong to learn how to stay in the streets when the government doesn't want you there. But then when it happens in our country, it's like, oh, fuck, where does it happen before? And then we went back straight away, Hong Kong. And there was, it's not just us, like there was so much infographics and like, know how to be in the protest, how to do certain things, uh, depending on the situation. Um, so we had a lot of information. We were, yeah, we were looking through. And I think that these are the same thing that like people in Hong Kong used, I think. But Hong Kong didn't have snipers shooting kids in the head or cops firing rifles blindly into crowds. But then uh, later on, like by the time we got to Yangon, people were sitting down and they were little protests. What the military does is they would come in and they would just start shooting everyone. There was no... There was no negotiation. There was no, hey, guys, can you move? And then, you know, any, any of that stuff. They would come in and they, they would treat this as a battlefield. And it didn't take a while. It didn't, it, it, well, it did take a while, I think. It, it took about like a month and a half for us to finally say, fuck the peaceful protests. Fuck the international community. They're not coming. If they would have come, they would have come a long time ago, you know, and we started fighting back. But when we say we fight back, it's like Molotov cocktails, slingshots. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex. Transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. 
Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride. Raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back with plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Dr. Wonder knew exactly when and how police would kill. He would spend his days triaging people who would survive from those who might not make it. Soon, the worst nightmares of his medical team were coming true as the police began seizing his colleagues for the alleged crime of saving lives. I remember uh, before the military, military police and military men uh, totally, totally intruded our hospital. One day, uh, I think uh, at the middle of the May, Okay, they totally intruded our hospital because uh, they, have, uh, they have heart. Uh, our CDM doctors are doing operation at that hospital because we have no more, no, no another place like that trauma center. We, we could give uh, good treatment for that uh, traumatic patient because uh, we have to take a risk. So, so we're going to take a rest. Soon, one of our consultants was arrested. Oh, at that emergency unit. Wow. Okay. Because uh, he took he took also his risk. Because yeah. if he wasn't here, his junior can, 
can't handle that situation, you know? Yes, you so know? You have to go. So many tens, hundreds injured inju- patients on that day. Uh, mostly are uh, gunshot patients, yeah. you know? Some are open abdomen, yeah. open limbs, mm-hmm. okay? So we have uh, so many crises on that night. Things only got worse. Yeah, yeah, there was a pregnant woman um, who got shot and obviously with a kid inside her and she died because she accepted like 20 protesters in her house and when they came, they shot her dead. And she wasn't like five weeks old. It's, it's, you can see that she was pregnant. The military use straight up real bullets. Like they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit that the way the military control people is fear, right? So then they want people to see that if you go against me, you'll die horribly. And they, they shoot the head. We saw so many faces with holes, in, you know, so many people with holes in their face. And it was fucked up and it was scary because every time you go out, you're saying that could be me. That could be my brothers. That could be, you know. Very quickly, the revolution organized itself. Not with hierarchies, officers or vanguard parties. The people who'd existed in those roles had already been arrested or fled. So instead, the revolution started with people giving whatever they could to the struggle and taking whatever they needed to get by. The revolutionaries we interviewed all initially thought that the struggle would be short, that the world would come to their aid. But even when it became clear that this was not the case, they continued to fight, under the logic that it's better to die than live with a boot on your neck. Mm-hmm. They took mm-hmm. all the leaders from the opposition side, so there was no one to tell us what to do. There was no instructions, right? So there was like two days of okay, what the fuck do we do, you know? And then people started protesting, but small, like very small. And then I think after like five days, then there was like 200,000 people everywhere. And like, no, that I remember the first day we arrived. um, I mean, we haven't seen each other since COVID started. So it was like, ah, brothers, you know, back again and together. Uh, And then, yeah, it, it was quite fun for like one night and then we were all hanging out and, trying to plan what we're going to do the next day. So basically, uh, I, we kind of planned that like each of us have a role. And our plan was to go out and kind of be like a media crew, right? So we're filming, we're writing news, we're posting on the internet so that everywhere else people can see it. Um, so yeah, two of us are like the camera people. And then this two, they look out for the roads and streets, like, because these places we've never been, right, Yangon, in these areas. So whenever we go to a protest, we'll sit down or we'll walk around and take photos while these twos go around and look for the fastest escapes. You know, if the military come in, what would be the best way to go? Mm-hmm. Would, you know, escape. And then uh, him and another one, they kind of look after us. They look at the news um, to see what's happening around us so that if there's a post on Facebook saying, oh, there's a military truck heading towards you, we kind of... Be prepared, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. A lot of energy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot of energy at that time. Yeah. It was like <laughs> constant. We were going out, out, yeah. out, out, and you can see like he's always following me. Like that's me and Lim, him, and he's always following me everywhere I go. So that if something happens, he can just grab me and run. Yeah. While the boys and Andy were reporting, Amira found her calling on the front lines. It's almost impossible to stress how incredible she is. 
Before we recorded, she casually dropped into conversation that she also trained in knife fighting sometimes. We met her at a shooting range near my sot and blasted a few paper targets together with a 12-gauge shotgun we'd been using for a bit of target practice. When it jammed, and it always jammed, she cleared the chamber and got it back into action with a practiced efficiency that any formally trained soldier would have recognized. In the revolution, it didn't take long for her to find her way to the front lines, and she's got the scars to prove it, including some from hucking a tear gas grenade barehanded back at the cops. Others adopted roles, too. Some picked up shields and took on the police toe-to-toe. Others supported protesters with medical aid and food and water. So you can see the shield, two, three, four, five, to, yeah, to make it, and then you can see, like, they have these wet, like, plastic bags to, like, wash people's faces when they're tear gas yeah. or, like, um, to kill the smokes with yeah. the, they uh, have yeah, wet towels too. Yeah. And then there's someone always watering it, like, yeah. you see here. Yeah. And this is all from the, the neighborhood, like, they provide it to us. They built barricades and even developed a system of communications for when things were getting violent. This allowed folks who were not comfortable to get away, or at least that was the goal. So the white flag means like we have this place, like this is our, but then the black flag means we'll fuck you up back. Like if you've done so much that we're going to fuck you up, you know? Um, I have a video of it when it changed from white to black. Their tactics improved over time. When one group got kettled, another group would pop up nearby and draw soldiers away. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wait, and then uh, there was one time when one, of, one part of the city was under attack by the military. Yeah. A lot of protesters were trapped in there, and so we decided to go out. So every other part of the city came out at nighttime to protest so that these soldiers have to kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amira, too, came face-to-face with state violence. She wants, she wants to take the action back because uh, uh, they are all protesting peacefully. And uh, at that time, she wants to have a superpower. Mm. Yeah, maybe she does. Uh, what, so what did, she, what did she decide to do? What did, what did they do? I, at that time, and uh, she feels like she's going till the end, mm-hmm. and then she will keep moving, and then mm-hmm. she will participate in uh, every role that she can, and then she will do as much as she can. That's that's what she okay. decided to yeah. do. We saw that picture of her in front of the car, and it was burning. Yeah. What happened there? Were they throwing Molotov cocktails? Yeah. Okay. So like uh, smoke bombs and then something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to throw them back. Oh, I've seen the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she pick it up and then she throw them back. Did it hurt your hand? Yeah, you have a scar. Fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It then... Uh... She got hit by the smoke bomb like uh, twice. And then at that time, uh, she lost everything. She lost her bags. Mm-hmm. She lost her phones. And then... Someone had her to hold and then mm-hmm. took her back. Okay. That's how she escaped. Wow. They, uh, they helped you. Do you know who helped you? Was it a friend or just a stranger? Her friend is with her. Mm-hmm. And then when the tear gas uh, hit them, and then the other strangers helped them. 
and then she got hit by the tear gas and then she, and then she almost faint and then black out mm-hmm. wow wow our doctor who goes by wonder faced a difficult choice returning to the hospital meant risking arrest the military could come in at any time to arrest injured protesters and the doctors helping them but not going back meant letting his comrades die as state violence increased he decided he needed to help they killed so many peaceful protesters on that day. I think around about nearly around about hundred or more, might yeah, be more than that. We see these. Yes. So on that day, you know, or because uh, we have already we have already started civil disobedience movement on that on that time. Yeah. Because we didn't go the hospital. That was ruled by that generous. Okay. Okay. So we deal outside the hospital. You know, we uh, we manage temporary camp like this because yeah. for emergency injured patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, uh, I was involved one of the uh, campsite. Yeah. Because, but actually, we can deal. Yeah. Uh, some of the injured people that may need for emergency operation, like that uh, bullet. Go, right. go through, yeah, go yeah. to break the bones and open wound. Yeah. So, but we have to take the risk because we have to operate that patient. We go to hospital, trauma emergency department. We did our operation. Uh, I remember at that night, one of the patients was uh, shot down by mm-hmm. police. And they chased, they followed that patient. We kept that patient in our hospital, in our ward. We emergency, or we did emergency operation at on that at that night, on that night, and we em, emergently move him out on that night because we can't keep him on that hospital because uh, soon he just left our hospital. Yeah. The police just came and searched for him. Okay, so this is one of our, our experience because yeah. uh, they just fight uh, their gun. Yeah, uh, where is that guy? TK got on Telegram. Lots of people couldn't be on the ground fighting, but they still wanted to be part of the struggle. He had developed good connections with people on the ground. At first, that was just him desperately trying to stay informed. But soon he realised that he was well-placed to be doing the informing. With internet access cut off and VPNs slowing down, only someone outside the country with blazing fast Bay Area Wi-Fi could collate all the info coming in and turn it into useful, actionable advice for protesters on the ground. At that time, we know nothing about it. No one's, no one's teaching us what to do. Yeah. So we have to do it. Do it. You know, like uh, we 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 met. We like I said, we have a uh, seventy people. So we have a meeting every day, every night. So mm-hmm. we try to, you know, brainstorming what we're gonna do. Yeah. And then so we making we making the plans. And now we're making like, a, okay, we're going to get the information from, you know, every single details that we can get. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we're going to share to the people. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to share to the underground teams and okay. other people. Within a few weeks, it had become clear that a diverse range of people, tactics and tools were going to be needed in the fight for freedom in Myanmar. Next time, we'll talk about how that fight took shape and tell you what it's like today. Hi everyone, it's James here. 
I just wanted to note that lots of the words in the script are Burmese or Karen or Thai, and we've made every effort to make sure that we pronounce them correctly, but we're sure we've obviously made some mistakes along the way. That's not out of a lack of respect or um, out of a lack of re-recording on my part, but we did want to note that where we've made a mistake, we're very sorry for doing so. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.